we'd like to welcome you back to part three of our current event and weekly Bible study for May 11th, 2015. Next report, we're going to switch gears here. And this is entitled, The Nepal Earthquake May Have Been Caused by Shiva's Trident. We're going to talk about that uh, out of CERN. And this is a recent report from April 27th. It said, CERN recently charged up their particle collider, and at the exact moment energy spikes occurred in Switzerland, the earthquake in Nepal took place. There is a video documenting this event at the bottom of, the, of this report. I find the appearance of Shiva, the Hindu god of destruction, prominently displayed at CERN headquarters beyond coincidence. Now, there are five facts directly related to CERN, Shiva, the Nepal earthquake, and the Trident. Number one, a statue of Shiva is in front of the CERN facility, which we've talked about that much, and I give you a picture of it right here. Shiva, the god of destruction. Number two, in Hinduism, Shiva is the destroyer of the world. Okay, Brahma is the creator of the world, and Vishnu is the preserver. Why does CERN chose to have Shiva, the destroyer, on display instead of Vishnu, the preserver? Because that's what CERN's goal is to do, is to destroy the earth. Um, you know, maybe the universe, if they can pull it off. I mean, you know, these people are so insane. Who knows? This is, this is just one obvious question nobody seems to be asking. Number three, in Hindu thought, Shiva is said to reside at Mount Kailash, which is a very beautiful mountain, in the Himalayas, about 300 miles of Kathmandu, Nepal. He is said to reside on the summit in a state of perpetual meditation. Uh, in the Brimson Tower, adorned on its highest point, with a statue of Shiva was des oh the Brimson Tower adorned on its highest point with the statue of Shiva. This was decimated, okay, during the Nepal earthquake. Number four, close to eighty-five percent of the population of Nepal is Hindu. In other words, they acknowledge the deity of Shiva. Nepal, as a country, represents the highest percentage of adherence to Hinduism of any country in the world. And Shiva is their main deity. Okay? And I just put out this report the other day, how back, I think, last November, they had just sacrificed 5,000 water buffalo in some ceremony to gain, you know, whatever. You know, it's always about, witchcraft is always about gaining something, favor from the, their pantheon of gods and that occurred in the same city back in november of 5000 mass animal sacrifice idolatry fest and then now we have that same city being absolutely wiped out and much of it leveled and many 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 of the um temples were absolutely totally destroyed and they were interviewing people and I really feel as though there would be a huge window of opportunity for people there to be reached for Christ right now because the people were disillusioned not only because they lost everything, but because these temples, these grandiose temples built to Shiva and Kali and Brahma and Vishnu and all of these things that existed in Kathmandu, so many of them were just leveled to the ground. And, you, and they start questioning. They, they interview this one guy, saw it, and he says, he, he says, I grew up and this temple's always been in my backyard and, and I've worshipped this, this deity as God and now it's gone. And it's, it makes you question, hey, uh, is my God all-powerful? If, if 
if the very temple that it's, it's built for it is just decimated to the ground. It doesn't sound too powerful to me. So, again, I, I really feel like in that mindset, people could be reached for Christ that might not otherwise be able to be reached. Again, this is another outcome of God's judgment on something. Now, I'm not saying that, obviously, God had to permit it to happen. And I do think it's relating to CERN and Shiva and all this other stuff that we're talking about. But God ultimately has to permit something like that to happen. And in that mindset, when you have that type of thing going on, people will be more receptive to the gospel. Because they've been stripped many times of, of you know, any kind of, of idol worship that they thought was, like, you know, supreme and all-powerful. Well, obviously it's not. And they've just been shown that on a grand mass scale in Kathmandu alone. So, um, yeah, that something to definitely be praying about what would happen in Nepal. Uh, let's go further here. The main attributes of Shiva involve a trident, snakes, and a white bull. The trident, interestingly enough, has been important as of late. Remember the missing Malaysian Airlines flight, or how the Malaysian Airlines flight number 17 shot down um, July 17th over Ukraine. Oh yeah, the Ukrainian coat or symbol of arms is a trident, uh, or looks like one. And then on the, the Malaysian Airlines flight, on the back of, and they show the, the Ukrainian um, coat of arms symbol here. I give you a picture in the PDF. And the Malaysian Air, uh, airliner, it shows one taking off, and it's got a trident on the back of the wing, on the back of the tail fin wing thing there. So they both have tridents in their symbology, and you have two Malaysian airlines going down, you know, not so long ago, and then you have the Ukrainian symbol where one of the Malaysian airlines went down, and that has a trident as a symbol also. Just a lot of parallels. I normally don't get into this stuff, but there's too many to, to ignore. And then if we talk about the trident, an ancient symbol used by the god of the sea, the beast of the sea, called Poseidon, the trident is, is associated with Neptune, and is known as the Devil's Pitchfork by occultists. The Trident missiles <clears throat> uh, used by the military are long-range ballistic missiles with nuclear capabilities. It is defined as a three-pronged instrument or weapon. The three represents the unholy trinity, comprised of Satan, the Antichrist, and the false prophet. It is interesting to point out that the Antichrist in Revelation 13 is referred to as the beast out of the sea. Poseidon being the god of the sea, represents another clear connection. Therefore, the trident, uh, being represented by the two major passenger airline catastrophes, as well as the symbol of the country in which one of them was shot down, is beyond coincidence. Take the god of destruction, Shiva, portrayed with his weapon, the trident, and you can begin to see some of the parallels with all of these events. In conclusion, the powers shaping the world events extend well beyond the physical realm. CERN is attempting to identify and create dark matter in this plane of existence where it does not belong. We are looking at the point in history where man intends to connect with evil forces which transcend science. The, the earthquake in Nepal is linked directly to CERN if, and also if you consider Shiva as well. The god of destruction represented in the very facility that had the spike in their beams at the same moment destruction befell Nepal. The god of Shiva is said to reside at the very mountain range that was devastated. His weapon, the trident, brings us back to the events 
in the recent history involving the Malaysian Airlines and the Ukraine. It's all connected. The evil which ties together these events will manifest shortly as the unholy trinity. This unholy trinity will, will offer security from this devastation to those naive enough to embrace the coming deception, meaning when the Antichrist and false prophet come to power. Um, so below is a video that documents the energy spikes at the time of the earthquake. I'm not going to play that, but you can click on that if you want to see verification. And also, I've done many, many teachings on CERN. And um, I, I gave you the link to those. And basically, all I did is a keyword search for CERN. And I posted the link here. And there's tons of videos where, where I've got into this if you want to know more about CERN. Including the one I did last week. So, uh, the next report is uh, entitled CERN opening the gates of Hades darkness is being unleashed in this world as interdimensional communication increases I'm gonna play this video to the uh, 1047 mark and this says grant O Lord the, des the desires of the wicked further not his wicked devices lest they um, Grant not, O Lord, the desires of the wicked, further not his wicked devices, lest they exalt themselves, which is the, the psalm that we had just uh, uh, quoted, uh, Psalm 140, verse 8. Scientists have successfully restarted the Large Hadron Collider in an attempt to make history for the second time. Three years ago, the huge particle smasher uncovered the Higgs boson, an elementary particle that gives other particles mass. Now they hope a more powerful version of the collider might discover dark matter and even extra dimensions in space. So this morning I'm going to preach you a message about something that is happening right now while you're sitting in this auditorium. It's in CERN, Switzerland. Now you may not be aware of what's going on over there, but there's a thing over there that's called a Large Hadron Collider. And it is an accelerator. It accelerates particles and then brings them to the point of collision. So this Large Hadron Collider was started up just a few days ago and is still in the initial process of being brought online completely. You say, what in the world does something like that have to do with me and the Bible? It has a lot to do with you and the Bible. He's one of the few preachers that will actually talk about this. He's a really good preacher, I believe, over in Tennessee. And he actually will get into these types of subjects. And so it's just rare to hear that. So it's going to go this further. This is 2015. The church is dead and asleep. The only, the, only way you, the, the only crowds you have in this country today are the crowds that are pumped up by rock and rap. And it's all about self-love and positive attitudes and, you know, money and me, myself and I. I'm in love with me, I'm, up, I'm in love with myself, and I'm in love with I. <laughs> And your wife says, I know you are, and that's why I'm leaving. <laughs> that's the truth. You ought to write a book about 15 ways to love yourself. It'd sell like you wouldn't believe. Absolutely. That's all it is. It's a joke. Just a big joke. You know that. It's just a big joke. All right. You've got the people to the point to where they can be moved emotionally not intellectually, but emotionally. Anything stirs people today. They got they're, they're showing these people that are that are like just all these things like raves and all the kids dropping uh, whatever kind of drug into their mouth or whatever kind of like the meds that they're taking and they show people like breaking into like Walmart and fighting over stuff. And this is all going on in the background as, as he's talking. Crowd mentality. 
They got mob mentality. Can you imagine something that has created earthquakes? That has made apparitions appear? That you've got scientists warning, don't do this? You don't know what you're going to unleash. This is CERN he's talking about. Maybe there's a greater purpose in all of that that they're not even aware of. He's called Satan. Maybe he intends to bring chaos on this earth. Chaos. And you know the old thing? What's it, how's it, how does it go? Ab, uh, what's the term? Order out of chaos? The earth is in a turmoil and it's blazing and burning and then the peacemaker shows up? To fit into the great deception that's coming and it's coming and it's about here right now. I mean a deception like this world has never known before. To fit into this great deception, they can He's got in the background uh, this video, it says, Maitreya, the world teacher is among us now. <laughs> so that's one of the great deceptions that I've obviously talked about many times. Sure draw these men in to make them think that because they have reached this certain point in their scientific analysis, that they're bringing in these spirit beings. It'll make true believers out of them. NASA said just a few days ago, NASA, they said just a few days ago, that by the year 2020, that we will definitely come in contact with aliens, beings from another planet. Now we're talking about scientists. We're talking about Darwin's crowd. We're talking about the crowd that threw the Bible out and said it's old, archaic, anachronistic. It doesn't belong today. We're talking about that bunch. We're too smart for the Bible. We're scientists. Yet this crowd is saying that in just a few years that they're going to know, that they know that they're going to come in contact with alien beings. Now, and, and the Roman Catholic Church is at the absolute spear tip of that. And if you want to know any more about this, just key in UFO or alien. Um, uh, the I've got I even did a whole teaching on the UFO deception, the the the, the next great challenge for the church that's really not being addressed at all in your five hundred one c three typical five hundred one c three corporate church. It's just not being addressed at all. They're they're not preparing their congregates whatsoever to deal with the deception, the strong delusion that's coming from that standpoint. And so, um, it's very important. I thought to myself, my, 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 my. Do you boys, have are you already, have you always known that? That you've got a certain date set? But we were told when Darwin's theory of evolution came out and became vogue, that it would destroy the foundations of Christianity. And this old book that we hold in our hands, this old outdated Bible, would no longer be relevant. And a lot of people bought into it. Because after all, Darwin is scientific. But it's an amazing thing now that 150 years later, we have some of the greatest scientists in the world that are becoming very religious. Because here they've got Shiva. They've got dances to Shiva. And they are definitely being connected with Shiva as they're finding things. Let me give you one example. In one of their collisions, when they collided these particles together, they saw things. Now, they literally just showed a picture of that big, gigantic statue of Shiva out in front of CERN. And a whole bunch of the CERN workers standing in front of it, getting their picture taken in front of it. I mean, it's just like they're glorying in their shame. But listen to this part. They were apparitions. They didn't expect to see. They didn't fit in any model. They didn't fit anywhere. 
They don't belong. But they, they could not deny the reality of it. Something was going on inside there that they could not explain. At CERN, they've seen apparitions when they've done these ramping up to all of these particle collisions. They've already started to see these, these evil entities start to manifest, is what he's saying there, at CERN. And it was scary for them. For the scientist has his paper and his pencil and his books, and if it doesn't fit in his paper and his pencil and his books, it's out the window. They don't understand. They have a hard time accepting the fact that there is a spirit world out there. That spirit world was created by a spirit being, an almighty, eternal, absolute being that is from everlasting to everlasting, who put in me what I am today by the power of Almighty God and by the power of the new birth. I want you to think about what I'm saying. Stephen Hawking, and a theoretical physicist, has warned these people, you are about to open Pandora's box. And once you open Pandora's box, you cannot put Pandora, you cannot put back in what came out of that box. Remember, he's an atheist. He doesn't believe in spirits. He believes that what they're liable to do here in CERN, Switzerland, is unleash the gates of hell on this earth. The reason I took you to Revelation is because in the ninth chapter of Revelation, what you just read is the gate of hell. And what you think is an alien being is really a demon? There are no aliens out there, folks. Forget that stuff, okay? There's nothing out there. There's nothing up there. All these UFOs, spacecraft, flying saucers, all this stuff, that's all demonic. It's real, but it's demonic. It's not real like we understand reality, but it's really real. It's demonic. I see a great deception beginning to develop. That in their analysis and in their laboratories that they believe in, that they've got their heart and soul tied up in, little things begin to show up, stuff that they can't explain, that sucks them in to begin to understand, well, maybe this is, a, this is being affected, it's being acted upon by something that we don't understand completely. And this They're showing an RT report in the background where there was UFOs over in New York and all these people were looking up and they were just freaking out, looking up what they were seeing in the sky. And that was just on a, on a you know... But that was over New York City. And so, <laughs> the devil's been setting all this up with this whole UFO thing for a long time. Between Hollywood, between the UFO sightings, between all the technology that's in place, between the devils and demons that have readied themselves for this deception. And he hasn't put forth all this effort for no reason. Okay? So, again, that's been a big thrust of this ministry is to prepare my listeners for that eventuality and to understand the deception and to um, you know, know how to pray against it and to help educate others because that day is coming and it could be here very soon. Spirit being that comes from out there, that comes down to this world, they accept with open arms because they're... This is a really good video to watch as you're listening to him because there's all kind of awesome stuff in the background. They're going to different parts of the world where they've seen mass UFO sightings, you know, you know, 2009, 2010, leading up to today. And so um, it really complements what's being said. 
willing to put Shiva out there dancing around in the cosmos and destroying and then bringing a new creation in. Here are these wise, smart, brilliant men. And they're willing to believe that there's something more than what can be measured in a microscope and can be put in a petri dish. That there's something going on, and you better believe there is. There's something going on. What would be a greater ruse than to use their science and their technology to suck them in to accepting some spirit being coming from somewhere up here, some alien, down to this earth and do it through a collider over here. This is as high a technology I suppose you got on this earth. And do it through that and bring it down upon this earth and bring it into people. Now here's one of the things about this. This, this, this antimatter is also called dark matter. And dark matter has energy attached to it. And the energy affects people. It affects them. And remember... It's pure evil, as we got into in the last study. It's literally pure evil that God separated from this dimension of reality for a reason. Huh. You start to bring dark matter into this realm of existence and you are literally bringing over, you know, evil on a, on a scale that, that we've never known that will affect people and particularly the unsaved um, and even, a, you know, a Christian that, that, that's not praying about this or, or having any comprehension about this and not even understand, you know, I don't know how, how it's going to affect everybody to, to that extent, but it, it's not going to be good. And it's something that, that, you know, again, it's a big reason why I'm encouraging everyone to be praying against CERN, that, that, that God would destroy whatever wicked work they're trying to do there. And God can do it. And, and it's been postponed, and, and they've had all kind of problems, and they've had, you know, literally years where they couldn't, you know, and just keep praying in that regard that, that God would prevent this. When you produce antimatter, you've got to contain it. Because if you don't contain it, you've got to contain it. That's the biggest problem, containing it. Because if you don't contain it, it just goes wild. And they don't know what it's liable to do. Now, folks, go check me out. Go check me out. I, I want you to. Go check me out this afternoon and see what it says about antimatter. And it'll say, yes, you better contain it. Because you don't know what it's liable to do. But they do know this. From what they've experienced so far, it has an effect on people. Dark matter has an effect on people. It causes some people to go screaming mad. It controls people. It is an, it is an enormously powerful thing. It's pulling something out of hell that you don't want any part to do with and turning it loose on mankind. Now, you know, I don't know that... <laughs> I don't ever have been in agreement with an atheist before, but I'm in agreement with this one. <laughs> I and Mr. Hawking see it the same way. They better leave that stuff alone. The church is asleep. But the Lord's coming back. If I were if I were if I were 17, 18, 19 years old this morning, I'd be worried. I've lived 68 years. I'm ready to go meet the Lord. The Lord comes to get me. I'm gone. But you young people coming up and you want to start a family, you want to have children, you know, you've got all your life in front of you uh, by the grace of God. And to hear about something over here that they can produce one gram of it 
has the potential of four atomic bombs. Uh, countries are building up their armament and so forth. Well, that's happening right now. It's happening right now. And that war is soon to come. There's going to come an Armageddon. There's coming an ap apocalypse. I hope you're ready. I hope you're ready. I hope you are. I hope you're ready to meet the Lord. So that was uh, that particular video. And so he brought up some really good points. Kind of complimented what we talked about last, uh, the, the last teaching I did on CERN. And um, just some more um, things to consider there. Oh, let me, uh, let's go into the next video here. Okay. Sorry about that. And so let's go further here. Okay, so let's switch gears again now. And um, another fun subject. Warning, the Urban Death Project, turning dead people into food. Soylent or Soylent Green Revisited. The, they are currently, um, they are currently turning uh, dead people into food via decomposing their bodies into compost to supply nutrients to grow food. I'm not saying they've done this yet, but this is what they want to do. This thing sickened me so bad when I watched the video. I don't even want to watch it again or listen to it, but for some reason, I was like ill. So you might not even want to listen to this next audio clip. For some reason, I don't know why, it just really made me feel like ill almost to hear this and to watch the video. It's so macabre. It's so like evil is all I can really say. And if you even look at YouTube, even like unsaved people, there's not, I couldn't find one positive comment about this, uh, even on YouTube. They were like, that has got to be the sickest thing I've ever seen. And so I'm going to play the audio here. It's not very long. You might not want to listen to My this. It's like three minutes and 20 minutes long. Uh, you have this lady, she looks like a, you know, she looks like a lesbian. I'm sorry, but she, she really does. And um, she just gives off that, that vibe. And um, this is her. This is her thing. The Urban Death Project. And they've already got. They've. They're doing. They were doing this on one of those things where they raise money, and um, they had nine hundred at the time of the of this video. They had nine hundred and ten backers, and um, they had already raised seventy six thousand three hundred eighty four dollars. And their their goal was seventy five thousand. So they already reached their goal to start all this. And that was with 10 days to go. So this is something that people are willing to put their money into. My name is Katrina Spitty. A few years ago, during architecture school, I began to wonder what would happen to my physical body when I died. I found out that 2.5 million people die each year in the U.S. and that 50% choose conventional burial. This means bodies are embalmed, buried in a casket, in a concrete-lined grave, in a cemetery. Each year, we bury enough metal to build the Golden Gate Bridge. So here's the justification for it, okay? Because it's it's offending Mother Gaia, okay? And, and it's polluting Mother Gaia. Okay, so this is the justification. Enough wood to build 1,800 single-family homes and enough embalming fluid to fill eight Olympic-sized swimming pools. In other words, the very last thing that most of us will do on this earth is poison. 
but the truth is, our bodies are full of potential. We're made up of phosphorus, nitrogen, and calcium. And when coupled with high carbon materials such as wood chips and sawdust, our bodies turn into nutrient-rich soil. This is not, I'm, this is, I'm not making this stuff up. <laughs> We're full of potential of our nitrogen, phosphorus, potassium content, which is ideal for soil, you know, uh, vitality. What happens to a body in an urban death project facility is a lot like what's happening on the top six inches of the forest floor as organic material breaks down to form precious topsoil. They're talking about With turning your loved ones into compost. Architects. That's the lady recording the video. She's piping in from the peanut gallery. Soil scientists. We've taken years of research done around natural decomposition and fine-tuned it for the urban setting and the human experience. With your help, we will create public spaces in our cities where we can contemplate our place in the natural world and say goodbye to those we love. They're showing videos of their concepts of all of this, where you would literally have these composted humans, you'd have trees growing on top of them, seeking their nutrient sources from the dead bodies below. Here's how it works. When someone dies, their body is taken to an urban death project facility. After wrapping the... Now, this is so Soylent Green. I, I don't know if you ever watched the show. I'm not saying to watch it. It's really depressing. Um, it's uh, pretty B-rated, even by 70s standards. Of course, maybe back then it was cutting edge. I don't know. But... If you've ever seen Soylent Green, it's so morbid. It's so like, oh, it's terrible. It, it's just such an evil, evil, wicked concept of, of you know, in Soylent Green, you know, they go, and, and I can remember the one scene where the guy goes, and he voluntarily goes into the death center. He's, a, he's an older gentleman and um, a nice guy and everything. He's like, okay, it's my time, and they go. And, and as your reward for going, they give you like air conditioning for that, you know, 10 or 15 minutes you'll be alive before you're dead and they lay you down on this nice table and they have all this music playing around you and these symphonies and this big 360 degree panoramic um, film thing that you're watching and by the end of the song you're dead and then they take your body off to the processing center where you're processed, in this case, for food because soy green was the main, they, they combined it, I, I imagine, with soy <laughs> soylent, uh, GMO soil, and dead bodies. And again, this is a big thing where Satan wants to turn us all into cannibals, and he wants us to actually eat um, other people if he can pull that off by polluting the food supply. And so this is different, obviously, because they're using this as compost for soil, but it's kind of the same concept. It's a very morbid, similar concept. Seized in a simple shroud. Friends and family carry the body to the top of the this core contains the natural decomposition system. So it shows like all these people carrying a dead body wrapped in a shroud up to the top of this thing called a core. During the laying in ceremony, friends and family gently place their loved one into the core and cover it with wood chips. This begins the gentle transformation from human to soil. Over the next few weeks, the body decomposes naturally. So they're showing an animation of this in the background, and they're showing each body being placed into the core, and they're being placed on top of one another. So you get to commingle your remains with the guy before you and the guy in front of you, or the woman, or whatever, and they're literally showing the bodies going down, down, and down, 
and kind of like de decomposing into nothingness. I don't know how you're going to get bone to decompose that quick. Um, maybe there's a little uh, chopper at the bottom that kind of takes care of that. I don't know. I don't see how you, that can possibly be done. Um, but it's showing them, and the, they're all stacked on top of one another like mummies being laid, you know, consecutive, consecutively. Oh, it's so gross on top of one another. Microbes and beneficial bacteria break down proteins and carbon to create a new substance, a rich, earthy soil. Oh, how evil. This soil is then used to grow new life. Eventually, you could be a lemon tree. Eventually, you could be a lemon tree. Now, I would definitely want to eat those lemons that were literally grown off a dead corpse of a body. I mean, where do I sign up? That has got to be some seriously cursed fruit. There, there is no Bible for doing any of this. There's no Bible for cremation either. Cremation is a, is a pagan practice. Okay, just so you know, it's always been a pagan practice. There is no Bible for cremation. The only ones that ever cremated were the pagans. Okay, and that's still true today as it was forever. But again, Satan's always trying to get us off track. He's always trying to get us, you know, to do things that are ungodly without even knowing they're ungodly. So I'm not coming down on anybody that's ever had their loved ones cremated. I'm just saying it's pagan. And I have a whole file on that that, that I can email me email you if you want just email me and i'll get i'll get it out to you or you can look up cremation in the keyword search box at contendingfortruth.com i probably have addressed the subject before our goal is for there to be multiple urban death project facilities in every city in the world each designed for the community to which they belong death is a mysterious and momentous human event we all share it and it deserves to be marked by ritual ceremony and and here's, here's a lady that's hell-bent hell and hell-bound to go to hell, you know, giving me an education on death. You know, how, how ironic. By supporting the Urban Death Project, you will join a worldwide movement that's... Re I mean, what a fun name, the Urban Death Project. ...framing our relationship to this incredible human event. Thank you so much. We truly appreciate your support. Oh. Eventually, you could be a lemon tree. Eventually... You could be a lemon tree. Okay, this is the last scene from Soylent Green the lady throws in here. I've seen it. I've seen it happening. They've got to tell people. Tell them what? The ocean's dying. Plankton's dying. Oh, the ocean's dying like it is now from Fukushima? It's spewing out, you know, tons of, of radiation still and, and, and just totally annihilating the Pacific Sea. I keep putting out links on that i mean in my health newsletters where i mean the pacific ocean is just being decimated the sea life the mutant sea life the ones that are even living at this point so again here's here's a very similar scenario of the kind of place that satan wants to create on planet earth a defiled earth that will not grow anything that will not produce oxygen because that's where we get primarily most of our oxygen is from even the sea and from, from the plankton and these types of things. Understand, trees contribute a lot as well. But Satan comes to kill, steal, and destroy. And that's what Satan wants to create. An, an in uninhabitable earth. Because God made the earth, so Satan therefore wants to destroy it. To try to get back at him. It's people. Soylent green is made out of people. What acting? That was riveting. 
I'm talking some riveting stuff there. That was Charlton Heston. Soylent Green is made out of people because he had broken into the plant and he actually saw the bodies that they were dumping into their water and turning into human Soylent Green soup or whatever they were making and that would they would turn back into these Soylent Green chips that were then fed back to the people that were being starved systematically. So again, that is that is absolutely the type of environment they would love to create on planet Earth, that type of, of control system. And this is what the Satan would, would have in store for all of us if, if he can pull off um, all of his nefarious plans. So um, this, uh, this story I've been, I've been holding back on for a long time, and I've never been seen it disproven. The website's still up. This isn't a hoax. I've vetted this, and, and granted, it has not got off the ground. And I think this is beta testing, 100%. But I've said on the story since last uh, March, it's been over a year, and it's called Soylent Green, a company wants you to eat your favorite celebrity. And this is from March 26, 2014. Salami is people, at least if it's made from a new startup company called calling itself Bite Labs, whose CEO admittedly wants to convert more people into accepting as normal the idea of lab-grown meat. As explained on the company's website, consumers may be soon be able to purchase meat products like salami rolls derived from the actual cells of their favorite celebrities. The tangible equivalent of a modern-day cannibalism disguised as saving the planet, which is exactly what we just saw, okay? I'm not making this stuff up. Uh, bizarre, the bizarre concept was apparently hatched out of the desire, it was hatched out of the pit of hell, okay, hatched out of the desire by the company's elusive owner, whose name is just, we know as Martin, whose last name remains a company secret to open up more public dialogue on the legitimacy of imitation meat grown in labs. See, this is, this is being done to create dialogue. This is being done to put this thought into your head which after it's dwelt in your head long enough, eventually they know a certain amount of people, it won't shock anymore. They'll just accept it. Just like this urban death project. Because that's how they, they end up lowering inhibition levels in these types of things to things that maybe five years ago they would have never considered. So, by trying celebrity culture, uh, by tying, that's the key, tying celebrity culture into his agenda Martin hopes to capture and manipulate a much wider audience by enticing folks into literally having the chance to eat their favorite stars in the comfort of their own homes. Okay, and there's, this is all linked with... A, Natural News even did a report on this, uh, Mike Adams. A Bite Labs representative named Kevin, you can read the story here, there's another link, says there are five employees who are working full-time on this and that while there is no product ready for market, they are 100% serious in promoting widespread discussion about bioethics, lab-grown meats, and celebrity culture. This isn't a hoax, okay? I have literally sat on this for a year and, and, and went through and, and said, okay, when's, when's the hoax thing going to come out? When's Snopes going to come out? I mean, I don't even trust Snopes, but Snopes even doesn't even have anything on this, disproving it, okay? This is not a hoax is what I'm trying to tell you. And again, what is it about? It's about creating discussion on bioethics, lab-grown meats, and celebrity culture. Because see, if you can bring celebrity culture in, oh, hey, it's hot, it's trendy, I can accept this. Whereas on its own, if it was meat cultured from, you know, Harold down the street, there's no sex appeal to that whole thing. There's, it's not trendy, it's not Hollywood enough. 
But see, you bring celebrities in, and it's like, oh, wow, okay. Making celebrity meet a reality from there will all depend on our ability to build a user base. But he did insist that there was a product on the drawing board. Um, my comment is see their own website for a detailed write-up on how the satanically processed Frankenmeat is actually made. Because they tell you the process on how this is done. I give you a link right here. But, I mean, I'm going to describe it anyway. The product is indeed salami, Kevin says. Each salami will have roughly 30% celebrity meat and 40% lab-grown animal meats. We're looking into ostrich and venison, but pork and beef are more popular in our early research. The rest will consist of fat and spices. This, breaks down, this breakdown comes from consultation from expert, expert food designers and chefs. So the expert food designers and chefs said, ah, you know, you need to have about 30% celebrity meat and then about 40% animal meat. And then the rest will consist of fats and spices. This will be the most palatable of, of the ratios for our celebrity um, uh, salami um, designer meat, GMO Franken meat. Okay, so um, here's here's an advertisement right here. It says, "Eat celebrity meat." Bite Labs grows meat from celebrity tissue samples and uses it to make artisanal artisanal salami because that's a trendy word, artisanal. Anyway, so Bite Labs homepage is encouraging hungry fans, no pun intended, to tweet at their favorite celebrities, encouraging them to get on board with the project. This includes Cayenne West, James Franco, and Jennifer Lawrence of the Hunger Games fame. Hundreds of people are petitioning celebrities to donate tissue samples to bitelabs.org, a company that says it will produce artisanal salami from celebrity tissue samples for human consumption. How do you connect with celebrities? A video promo for Bite Labs asks. TV, over the internet, at concerts, Bite Lab gets you much, much closer. We take your the, the celebrity cells, grow them into muscles, making robust, flavorful, healthy, eco-friendly artisanal salami we bring you celebrity meat i mean that's i mean you're really getting up close and personal with your favorite celebrity there you're literally eating them you know they're literally getting processed through your intestinal tract they're becoming part of your body i mean how disgustingly sickening can you get here's how it will work explains the los angeles times a sample of tissue containing myosatellite cells the type of cells that help repair and regrow damaged muscle will be taken from a person during a biopsy. Those cells are multiplied in a lab using a medium that acts as an artificial, artificial blood to grow muscle. Oh, yummy. The company already has a few celebrities in mind, such as James Franco, Jennifer Lawrence, Cayenne West, Ellen Degenerate, I mean Degenerous, I mean these are all, you know, whatever. And even recipes they believe complement their personalities. Um... The end result, Bite Labs testifies, is a high-quality luxury protein in a sustainable manner that eliminates the environmental and ethical concerns associated with traditional livestock production. Their website states celebrity meat production requires less than 1% of the amount of land needed for traditional farming. Here's the justification. Meat production today is simply unsustainable. Unless a radical change is made, the price of meat will eventually rise out of control. Lab-grown meats are the future. Hungry yet? Maybe their promo video will entice you. So I just I just went up and I, I clicked on this. They still have their all their videos up. The websites are so this is well over a year, um, and the the 
I would play the video, but it's all it's it's just all um, words. There's there's just music playing. There's no actual like words in the screen. There's no actual talking, so it's not really practical to play in an audio. Um, and then I went to the page where which really their homepage, and they're talking about the different celebrities they want. James Franco, he's sexy, he's artsy. Let's make him salami. Franco salami must be a smoky, sexy, and smooth. Franco's. Uh, I mean, th this is this is absolutely totally insane. It, it, they're gonna pair him with peppercorns and caramelized onions, providing Franco's underlying flavors, complemented by a charming hint of lavender. I'm not making this stuff up. I mean, this is insane. Uh, the Franco salami taste will be arrogant, distinctive, and completely undeniable. So, and then they go on to all their other ones. Now, these are ones they want to do. It doesn't mean that they were going to do this. And again, whether any of this actually happens. Here's the deal. This is to create the discussion. This is to create, let's get this in your head, okay? They're destroying the earth now with Fukushima, with the chemtrails, which are creating a soil that's that's impossible to grow things, and that's where they want that all to end up there. Creating a soil with such high aluminum and barium content and ethylene dibromide that nothing will grow in it unless they're the... Um, the Roundup-ready aluminum-compliant seeds that are compliant with the chemtrails, and they're also compliant with all the Roundup they'll be spraying on it. They want everything to be GMO. They want the seeds to be gone. They want all the animals and the and wildlife to be gone. And and again, this is going to be their their alternative. Things like this. So whether any of this ever happens, it's to create the dialogue. It's to put this in your head, okay, so that you will consider this stuff. Um, let's go further here. While eating human muscle tissue may sound cannibalistic, Bite Labs claims its meat will be free of animal cruelty, waste, and from environmental impacts of industrial farming. And that is simply fulfilling the next step of food evolution. Its website reads, okay, in 1931, Winston Churchill predicted a future in which all the world's meat would be grown in labs. I didn't know he was so on top of it. What, he asked, was the sense in raising a whole chicken merely for the sake of its wings or breast meat? Um, today, in vitro meat production is close to becoming a reality. Uh, it basically, in vitro meaning like in a test tube, that type of environment, in a lab-grown environment. While the Bite Lab's idea is indeed disgusting and possibly a well-coordinated hoax, increasingly more horrific ingredients are really being used to produce foods, and that's, that's not a joke either. Okay, because I've went over that over and over, how they're trying to get aborted fetal cells in the foods and, and how PepsiCo was in the Seminex flavor enhancers where they're using aborted babies in the flavor enhancing of different companies like uh, Nestle and PepsiCo who supposedly have righted that ship, but I wouldn't trust them, you know. Um, so it, it really is very near and dear to Satan to get us into this mindset is the point I'm trying to make. Um, we have... Um, support bite labs who would you eat eat celebrity meat there's the website there this is a this is a, uh, a thing that is advertising that they had sent out last month scientists in spain found the trick to making sausage healthier may be baby poop bacteria from baby poop can help make delicious sausages which could transform savory meats into healthy foods much like probiotic yogurts according to new research that's a report from live science i have the link right here livescience.com I mean, we're not making this stuff up. So again, just 
Satan, it's very important for Satan to, de to defile us all, body, soul, and spirit. Vaccines are one of the most direct ways to do that. Not only are they cursed and, and have a huge demonic pharmacia component to them, but you're also introducing into the system all kinds of things that wreak havoc, um, that cause uh, in our systems that, that wreak havoc on our, on our immune systems, which, which create autoimmune disorders, which... You know, you've got the aluminum, you've got the aborted baby cultures that many of the vaccines are grown off. It's just all of these things trying to defile us and, and, and um, destroy us. And so, going further, and in 2010, Japanese scientists announced their success in turning human excrement into an edible meat-like texture. I'm not making this up. They're taking human excrement, feces, and turning it into an edible meat-like texture. According to the latest reports, some people who actually ate the feces burger have, have said it actually does taste like beef. These are all linked reports that are real, okay? And I'll give you the link to that as well. This, this whole report came from CNET.com. And um, <laughs> again, that's the state that, that we find ourselves in, in this, in this wonderful, uh, bold, new, brave, new 1984 George Orwellian existence that they want us to go into. It reminds me a lot of the Hunger Games that the you know those movies or whatever with Jennifer Lawrence and and this unbelievable state of poverty they want to bring everybody into where they control not only can you not grow food or 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 get food but you have to go to the government to get it and whatever they're going to give you is going to be pure total evil. And again, kind of a um uh, a good reason to try to have some, you know, obviously ways to purify water, food provisions, things like this, if you can possibly afford it. Um, because what's coming, this is the way they want to bring the world. This is the direction that Satan would want to bring the world. And so that's all I have for today. I'm going to go ahead and close this out in a word of prayer. Heavenly Father, we do thank you for this day and this time that you've given us, Lord. And um, I pray, Lord God, you bless my listeners, you bless the body of Christ, you bless your, your persecuted remnant, Lord God, and the innocent, you protect them, Lord God. I pray to God that you have all of these um, evil entities that are, that are behind, Lord God, these wicked, evil people on planet Earth that are plotting the destruction of the body of Christ, of the innocent, of the women, the children, the orphans, and, and, and the men and women out there. Lord God, I just pray to God that you have them in derision. I pray to God, if it be possible, that you save their souls, Lord. Um, but if not, God, that you would deal with them, Lord, that all men would see and fear and declare the work of God, that they would wisely consider of your doing, and that the righteous would be glad in the Lord and trust in him, and all the upright in heart would glory, like your word says in Psalm 64. I pray you forgive us for any and all sins that we have committed, as we forgive those who have sinned against us, and that the words of our mouth and the meditations of our heart be acceptable in thy sight, O Lord, our strength and our, our Redeemer, and that you cleanse us from presumptuous sins and secret faults, that they would not have dominion over us. And we ask all these things in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen.